In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O God, whose glory it is always to have mercy, be gracious to all who have gone astray from your ways, and bring them again with penitent hearts and steadfast faith to embrace and hold fast the unchangeable truth of your word. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Old Testament reading for Akuli is from the book of the Exodus, the eighth chapter. So the Lord said to Moses, Say to Aaron, Stretch out your rod and strike the dust of the land, so that it may become lice throughout all the land of Egypt. And they did so. For Aaron stretched out his hand with his rod and struck the dust of the earth, and it became lice on man and beast. All the dust of the land became lice throughout all the land of Egypt. Now the magicians so worked with their enchantments to bring forth lice, but they could not. So there were lice on man and beast. Then the magicians said to Pharaoh, This is the finger of God. But Pharaoh's heart grew hard, and he did not heed them, just as the Lord had said. And the Lord said to Moses, Rise early in the morning and stand before Pharaoh as he comes out to the water. Then say to him, Thus says the Lord, Let my people go, that they may serve me. Or else, if you will not let my people go, behold, I will send swarms of flies on you and your servants, on your people and into your houses. The houses of the Egyptians shall be full of swarms of flies, and also the ground on which they stand. And in that day I will set apart the land of Goshen, in which my people dwell, that no swarms of flies shall be there, in order that you may know that I am the Lord in the midst of this land. I will make a difference between my people and your people. Tomorrow this sign shall be. And the Lord did so. Thick swarms of flies came into the house of Pharaoh, into his servants' houses, and into all the land of Egypt. The land was corrupted because of the swarms of flies. This is the word of the Lord. Arise, O Lord, do not let man prevail. Let the nations be judged in your sight. When my enemies turn back, they shall fall and perish at your presence. The epistle is from the letter of St. Paul to the Ephesians, the fifth chapter. Therefore be imitators of God as dear children, and walk in love as Christ also has loved us and given himself for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma. But fornication and all uncleanness or covetousness, let it not even be named among you as is fitting for saints, neither filthiness nor foolish talking, nor coarse jesting, which are not fitting, but rather giving of thanks. For this you know, that no fornicator, unclean person, 
nor covetous man who is an idolater has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of these things the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore do not be partakers with them, for you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light, for the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. This is the word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 11th chapter. And he was casting out a demon, and it was mute. So it was when the demon had gone out that the mute spoke, and the multitudes marveled. But some of them said, He casts out demons by Beelzebub, the ruler of the demons. Others, testing him, sought from him a sign from heaven. But he, knowing their thoughts, said to them, Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation, and a house divided against a house falls. If Satan also is divided against himself, how will his kingdom stand? Because you say, I cast out demons by Beelzebub, and if I cast out demons by Beelzebub, by whom do your sons cast them out? Therefore they will be your judges. But if I cast out demons with the finger of God, surely the kingdom of God has come upon you. When a strong man, fully armed, guards his own palace, his goods are in peace. But when a stronger than he comes upon him and overcomes him, he takes from him all his armor in which he trusted and divides his spoils. He who is not with me is against me, and he who does not gather with me scatters. When an unclean spirit goes out of a man, he goes through dry places seeking rest, and finding none, he says, I will return to my house from which I came. And when he comes, he finds it swept and put in order. <clears throat> then he goes and takes with him seven other spirits more wicked than himself, and they enter and dwell there. And the last state of that man is worse than the first. And it happened as he spoke these things, that a certain woman from the crowd raised her voice and said to him, Blessed is the womb that bore you, and the breasts which nursed you. But he said, more than that, blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. This is the gospel of the Lord. We confess our faith with the words of the Nicene Creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven, 
and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary, and was made man, and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried. And the third day he rose again, according to the Scriptures, and ascended into heaven, and sits at the right hand of the Father. And he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spake by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Lord of our life and God of our salvation, star of our night and hope of every nation, hear and receive your church's supplication. Lord God Almighty. See round your ark the hungry billows curling. See how your foes their banners are unfurling and with great spite their fiery darts are hurling. O Lord, preserve us. Lord, be our light when worldly darkness veils us. Lord, be our shield when earthly armor fails us, and in the day when hell itself assails us, grant us your peace, Lord. Peace in our hearts where sinful thoughts are raging. Peace in your church, our troubled souls are swaging. Peace when the world its endless war is waging. Peace in your heaven. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And Jesus was casting out a demon, and it was mute. 
So it was when the demon had gone out that the mute spoke, and the multitudes marveled. This is the word of the Lord. The language of the old King James Bible is not around anymore. Of course, language evolves or devolves over the course of its usage. People simply do not speak the same way now that they did in the days of pious James I. Vocabulary comes and goes, phrases ebb and flow through time. The loss of the King James Bible is regrettable in many ways, though it is not unexpected. Nobody says thee anymore, but the plural you does also lack that specificity of ye. Awesome makes no sense in the Bible anymore, thanks to the skaters and the surfers, but great does not quite cut it. Notable in the gospel for today is the spirit who was mute, more politically correct, but less descriptively correct than the King James's dumb. And Jesus was casting out a devil, and it was dumb. And it came to pass, when the devil was gone out, the dumb spake, and the people wondered. It is not that the man's demon renders him unable to speak only, as if the healing Jesus enacted then by casting out the demon is the same kind of healing enacted by modern medicine and science, something physical and nothing more. Misunderstanding exorcism narratives in the scriptures, such as the one recorded for today in this manner, gives birth to the idea that belief in demons is pre-enlightenment superstition. It is pre-enlightenment, but it is not superstition. Besides, the Enlightenment did not truly bring light to dark minds. It shaded brightly burning truths held in faith with the shroud of human reason and logic. It is imperative that you know the man could not speak and had a demon, and this demon, whom his host invited into himself in one way or another, brought physical ailments as well as spiritual, in this case, dumbness. One of the most important things that you can do is to cast off that Enlightenment-era belief that what is seen is all that matters, and that rational urge to disregard anything spiritual in nature. Demons are real. They hate you as man, they hate Jesus as Lord, and they hate Christians all the more fervently because they are man who worships Jesus the Lord, who became man as Lord to save man. Demons, like their leader, the devil, hate all that God has made and called good.
So they seek to make ungood what God calls good. What sets man apart from the beasts is not only his reason, but his ability to speak. God speaks. Animals do not speak. But man, made in the image and likeness of God, speaks. Man is to speak like God, to bear witness of the mighty acts of God, to sing forth praise, to voice prayer, to speak love in the gospel. How fitting it is, then, that in Narnia the beasts who reject Aslan, their king, become dumb beasts who cannot talk, but who also cannot know, reason, or bear witness. Of course the demons wish to tie the tongues of man. Of course they are dumb spirits. They wish to make ungood. They wish to take God away from you, even to remove him from being on your lips or in the speech of your tongue. The King James language hits the nail on the head. The man is not simply mute. Being mute is a medical issue. The man is dumb. He does not know. He cannot reason or comprehend, and therefore he has nothing to say. He cannot speak because he does not know. He is dumb. The Greek word that describes the state of that man indicates that his biggest problem is that his reason is stunted. He is blunt, like an unsharpened blade, dull as ditch water, not the sharpest tool in the shed, some may say. He is dumb, so he does not speak. The devil is still at work. Sure, maybe he is not taking away your speech, but again, that really was never the real problem, was it? He is still working with his legions to make you dumb. Who cares if you can or cannot utter sounds, if you do not know truth, if you do not believe in God and hate him, if you shut off the source, you speak nonsense even when you can speak, and therefore you cannot speak. It is just as much spiritual as it is physical, though perhaps it is more so a spiritual ailment. In either case, those empty words are not true speech. It is the baby talk of the dumb. Of this speech, St. Paul warns, Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of these things the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore, do not be partakers with them. The demons have been busy 
People are dumb with devils today. A report released regularly by a Christian enterprise called the Barna Group charts the strength of the biblical worldview in the United States. This report grows bleak with each release. It is a train wreck for pastors. They cannot look away, and they weep to see. The 2023 report just released reveals that 4% of the entire United States holds to a faithful, biblical, confessional worldview. 4%. And that is all. And of this number, the report states, when you put the data in perspective, the biblical worldview is shuffling toward the edge of the cliff. As things stand today, biblical theism is much closer to extinction in America than it is to influencing the soul of the nation. People have grown dumb, not mute. Good heavens, they're certainly not mute. I wish they were. They are louder now than ever before, but have nothing to say, nothing worth listening to, because they have neither truth nor love, only empty, dumb words as a result of giving in to demons. Dumbness and loudness go hand in hand. Where are the demonic mutes today? Who knows? And frankly, who cares? The better question is, where are the dumb loudmouths? And the answer is 96% of the population. Is there hope for the church? Of course there is. There is always hope. It is not your church. It is not your synod. It is not your faith. All of that belongs to Jesus, and he will not permit them to fail. How do you know? Because St. Luke records it. Jesus casting out a dumb demon. Jesus releasing a soul from its oppressive stupidity, thereby opening a mind to mystery, opening mouth to give voice, and untying the tongue to loose a volley of true, intelligible confession into the dumb void. The exorcism of the dumb man gives hope to the church in an age of enlightened stupidity and dumb rationality. Jesus is the enemy of demons. They cannot stand before him. He can and he will cast out the demons and make undumb what once was dumb, making good what was made ungood. But it will not happen overnight. You must endure. Keep watch over yourselves. Stop up your ears against the empty words of the mute, the demon babble of the tongue-tied, the dross of the dumb. 
You are protected, but not immune. How shall you answer when faced with the reality on the last day that the Lord's healing of the dumb man in your very sight made you worse instead of better? Dumb yourselves with seven other demons more wicked than the first because you thought it would be best to rest your new voice. Therefore, be imitators of God as dear children. Do not be silent, you who have been given voice. Speak and bear witness to this truth, that the world may marvel at what Christ has done, or that the world may persecute and kill you and marvel that you are willing to die. You are known by God, and you know God in Jesus. You are not dumb, neither are you mute. If ever there was a time in the history of the West when the world needed Christians to speak the truth unabashedly, when the world needed the gospel, when the world needed that biblical worldview that is dying, it is now. Do not be cowed by demons. Walk as children of light. Confess Jesus loudly, praise him unceasingly, follow him boldly, and bear witness to his gospel in season and out of season, in public, often and without apology. The dumb demons of the dumb do not get to decide what is theological and what is political, nor may they proclaim any territory or realm out of bounds for the truth. For the earth is the Lord's and all the fullness therein. Blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. They are dumb no longer. Let the demons and the dumb flee from the truth of God. Let the dumb be dumb no longer and let the world Marvel at the finger of God. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Amen. Let us pray for the whole Church of God and our Lord Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. For the Holy Catholic Church throughout the world, that it may maintain a counterculture amidst the culture in the holy word of God and the unsullied teachings of the blessed apostles, let us pray to the Lord. That the Lord who sent out his apostles would continue to bless his apostolic office for the blessings of strength, endurance, perseverance, courage, and steadfastness to be given to all bishops, pastors, chaplains of the armed forces, and missionaries, both domestic and abroad. Let us pray to the Lord. For all Christian peoples, for strength of confession, resolve of will, rigidity of faith, 
and purity of life, for true penitence amidst the great Lenten fast, for Christian households as sacred refuge from the world, for all Christian marriages as icons of divine love, and for Christian youth, both young and old, that they would remain firmly grounded upon the rock of their faith's foundation and not be swept away by the current of the age. Let us pray to the Lord. For the nations of the world, especially the United States of America, for their people and for their rulers, for upstanding leaders of good character and wisdom who honor and submit to the word of God, for peace and concord, for an end to violence, warfare, and strife, for the destruction of evil and evil intent, and for the preservation of justice, the defense of the innocent, the right esteem for the sanctity of human life, let us pray to the Lord. For the Father's unfailing mercy upon those in anguish, those suffering with depression, those broken in heart and spirit, those struggling with addiction, those who fear, those who suffer, the unemployed, the destitute, and all the needy of this world, and that God would send his holy angels to defend his people against every assault of the wicked foe, let us pray to the Lord. For the cross of Christ to be the glory of man, that the people of God would bear their crosses and follow their Lord down the Via Dolorosa to the Mount of Sacrifice, for all poor miserable sinners, especially the apostate and the pagan, that they may be made white in the blood of God and be made heirs to salvation and life everlasting, let us pray to the Lord. For the healing of the great physician upon all the infirmities of man, granting an end to disease and health to the sick, and that he would look especially upon our brethren, David, Sherry, Shirley, Carl, Shannon, Michael, Tabitha, Dean, Greg, and Cindy. For peace to the dying, comfort to the bereaved, and everlasting peace to all servants and handmaidens who now rest in Christ, let us pray to the Lord. Lord Jesus Christ, you are truly the Son of the living God. Have mercy upon us, we pray, that guided and defended by your mighty arm, we may be delivered from all demons, idols, perversions, and wickedness. Though we have deserved the wrath of the Father, we pray you to take away our sins and to look upon them no longer. Preserve us from all error, from all strife, from all sin, and from sudden and evil death. Grant unto us true faith, that in our wilderness of sin we may find aid and succor in you, the only word made flesh that proceeds from the mouth of the Father, the true bread of life that comes down from heaven. May we, in humility and love, find at your cross the mercy seat of God's altar, and in your flesh and blood the source of all our life and living, even as you now reign with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, 
who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen.